0: Welcome to the Future of Work, broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio inside the Mac 6 Entrepreneurial Center, where we will discuss how and where people work in entrepreneurial, nonprofit, and small business industries with your hosts, Kyle McIntosh and Al Loveland. Hi, everybody. This is Al Loveland, and uh, welcome to season two of the Future of Work. I'm here with my boss, Kyle McIntosh. Hey, Al. And we have our distinguished guests, Mr. Ben Johnson, who, with his uh, knowledge, we should probably start calling him Dr. Johnson. And then we have uh, Austin Miller over here. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, talk today about what I like to call the things that you can't do at home. One here at Max 6, we have a space for companies that, that are up to about 100 up there with Moxie. And we have uh, people that come in for virtual offices, but then also come in for for space for, for up to twenty hours. And one thing that I want to kind of stress today is is that how we as individuals, the connections, the interactions we have that are positive, um, to the growth of your business, but also, you know, for myself when I was here to, to my psyche. So, awesome. We're gonna start out with you and just take us through like your journey. Like I always like to say from like uh, from where you uh, graduated high school or college to to what got you here today at the Max 6.
1: Okay, yeah. Thanks, Al. So, yeah, I uh, graduated from, uh, in Corpus Christi, Texas, and then I made my way up to uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Uh, attended the University of Texas at Arlington, and studied software engineering. Worked in the corporate world for a little while, probably five or seven years or so. Did everything from simulators for, like, the fast jets, so, like, uh, the F-35 and stuff like that and consulting, uh, in retail space. And then I think it was about 2016, I decided to kind of go out on my own at the time. Um, bootstrapping was kind of like the hot thing in uh, the computer world. And so I did that with a company called PagerTree, learned a lot of lessons along the way. I thought people were just going to like, you know, bust down my servers as soon as I opened up. And it was a long learning journey of trying to iterate on that process. And, um, you know since that time we moved out to California and then we moved back to Texas and then uh, now we've moved back or moved to Arizona, me and my wife and uh, now I run pagertree and yeah, that's kind of the journey and I was looking for an office space, and this is actually pretty close to where my wife works. It was a great um, great space I mean the desks uh, the uh, as well as, like, the rates were really good. I was renting back in Texas as well, and the rates were a lot better here, and the space was a lot nicer and real modern, so I like that. Okay. but how about yourself?
0: What was the question?
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to... As he's telling his journey, I'm trying to remember mine, and it's like trying to remember, like, the plot of this book he read in high school or something because it's been uh, taking some interesting turns, but the short version is... Uh, yeah, I've made the rounds in the whole corporate world and working for some large companies and doing software development. Mo- most of my career has been as a data engineer and, and doing things around automation and manufacturing and things like that. Um, and Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i relatively new to running my own business. It's only been around maybe three years of doing it full-time. And so, yeah, it's, I first came to Mac 6 through... Uh, Branding agency that I was a software developer for, and uh, but I, yeah, I remember we were in a small little office, and uh, we were looking for a co-working office to move to. So we went to you know several different ones, and we all voted, and this one was closest to my house, so this is the one that got my vote. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really glad I did because it, when I left the company, I got a better opportunity, and so I I went up to mike jones at resound i said hey there's a couple questions one is it okay if i quit and then two is it okay if i just move to the row of desks behind you is that gonna be awkward and he laughed and he's like oh no actually we were you know they're moving away from software development and into something else so i think i was thinking he was you know probably trying to find a way to find a nice way to maybe let me go anyway so he's like oh darn you're gonna leave oh okay but no, it was great working with them, and and then uh, I was working for another company based in Texas, also, and uh, but I'm here in Arizona, and so they paid for my desk for me for a few years, and and then uh, yeah, and then COVID happened, and you know, <laughs> I'm like oh, that just shifted things around a little bit, and so it was kind of. And now I've got my own business and I'm added as a co founder for another business. I'm trying to convince them to all get desks here too, just to make my life easier. <laughs> and so, yeah, I've kind of, it's been nice having, you know, several different types of working environments. And Mac 6 has kind of been, had something available for me for, you know, regardless of what I've, what I've, what stages I've been at. So it's, and I've been here, oh, uh, forever. <laughs> for, <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, I think it was just shortly after it was made into a co-working space, like within, like, you know, I don't know, I, like lose track of the years, six years, seven years, eight years, I don't know, something like that, yeah.
3: So, g- curiosity, I've, I just haven't even thought about this before, uh, do you still do work with Resound at all? No, it's been it's. Uh, I was doing some contract stuff off and on from time to
2: time, but now it's been a while. I think they're they have gone kind of away from the kind of stuff I do,
3: so it's been a while. Yeah. Interesting. They're they're still in the space, still in the yeah, building. Yeah. Uh, more traditional office space now, and outgrew what's going on in the co working space for them. But yeah, I mean these these stories are personally fascinating. Just sit back and watch people grow and transition and try to sort of figure out what they want to do with their lives yeah. and how do you I mean both of you kind of started off corporate and went to this uh I think I'd rather do something <laughs> on my own what do you think that was do you think there was something that you grew up uh did you grow up saying I want to own my own company I want to do my own thing or I'm rebelling you know screw the man I'm going to go do my own thing or wh- where did that come from in both your lives?
1: I want to take that, Ben?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I've got a, a lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> I remember right uh, when I was in college, I was dating a girl, and her, her dad worked for some company his whole life and had just gotten let go, and and so we were just talking about the stupid things that young people talk about, and like, you know, what's your greatest fear, that kind of thing. And she's like, oh well, my greatest fear is working for a company. My, you know, you're you're working. Is to have that happen. What happened? You know, you you put your whole life into a company, and then, you know, you're five years away from retirement, and then they let you go. So she's like, just that thought of just getting let go at the end like that was is my greatest fear. And she looked at me and she's like, what's your greatest fear? And I was like, well, I I was gonna say scorpions, but uh, <laughs> for me, I think now it's my greatest fear is working for the same company for my entire career. <laughs> like it's not the getting fired at the end part, but just. The idea of just, you know, you walk into a company is, you know, and and I work for uh, U-Haul is one of the larger companies I work for, and that company is a very interesting culture because uh, it's it's the kind of place that you you clock in, you put your hours in, and you clock out, and you just kind of don't think about the job after that, and they reward company loyalty and how long you've been there, it's actually really great to see that that kind of thing can still exist. And around once a month or every few months, maybe they have a big party where they go in and the bigwigs in the company, they present these awards for 40 years of service, 30 years, you know, because they've been here in Tempe since you know, the 60s or 70s, you know, they've been an institution here. And so there's people who have been here. There's one guy I would talk to. He's like, we had these big, giant stamp computers back when I started here. I remember when we could smoke in this building. (laughs) And, uh, And so it's like, but then at the same time, I was young and ambitious. And I'm like, I have all these ideas. I'm like, oh, I think we can fix this, and we can modernize this. And I'd go to my superiors, and you know, they'd been doing programming for 40 years, and they're just looking at me like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about, and I think that's going to be more work that I'll have to do. And so they would just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'll take a look at it, and I'd see them you know, <laughs> shuffle it under their <laughs> pile of papers. <laughs> and So for me, it was like... Uh, the pace was just too slow i you know it's the kind of place I would love to work at when I'm sixty, you know, <laughs> but I just couldn't that's kind of when it kind of clicked for me like I don't think like this is for me i'm i I need to move fast, I need to be learning new things and and again, I don't want to give that power to a a corporation to say, oh, "We don't need you anymore, and then my skills are no longer sharp, and I'm no longer marketable, so that that's kind of the when I made a conscious decision to not do that. How about you, Austin?
1: I think it's changed over time for me. I know whenever I was a kid, this was about 12, I had an aunt and uncle, and they they ran like a consulting firm over in Brussels, Belgium, and they they did it for a tool that Epicor built. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with that company, their giant software company. Anyways, they always had really nice things, and I think the allure to nice things and wealth drew me as a kid. As I got into college, I grew up, one of my parents was like really poor. My parents were divorced and my dad was just kind of cheap on the whole. And so, you know, the allure to that wealth. But then whenever I got into college, I was like really, really broke. (laughs) And so I think that, that kept going. And so the allure of like some sort of financial freedom where I wasn't just keeping up with the bills. And then I worked in the corporate sector. And I think I was pretty diligent about saving at that point, but it I think you start to put two and two together and you realize you're never going to make it out. You're always just going to be kind of going along if you go down that route. Um, And entrepreneurship provided like a lot of that freedom. I think additionally, it changed in college a lot when I went through my internship and got my first job. I had a lot of skills to do things quickly, but there was a lot of red tape in the corporate world. And it, it frustrated me a lot. At that time, I was also training for Ironmans and you know, young college, learning a little bit more about yourself and your abilities, and so at that point I had nothing to lose, had no money, you know, just graduated college, and so makes it a lot easier when you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So at the time it was it was a lot of fun because uh, the bootstrapping in the in the software space as a solo uh, person, I mean, the tools were just coming into the space. It was so exciting. Because um, you could do it all on your own, you didn't have to have servers in your in your bedroom. You the cloud was coming out. Um, man, to make that first internet dollar, that was like uh, I'm making money fall from like the internet. <laughs> so it changed over time, but that that's kind of where it came from.
0: Yeah, I think that like like as I think about you, I hear your stories. Uh, uh, for myself, I've been here since 2018, and and I just one of the things I love doing here is a observing the people that are in the space and kind of watching like I spent 15 years not my whole career at Chase before they let me go and 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 describe that so that's never a fun feeling but like part of what I had to do was go back and just watch things so the one thing that I that, that I kind of see from your your two experiences is that Austin you were always a machine you'd sit down at your desk I'd look over and you wouldn't look up from your office you would just sit there work all day and Ben, for a while there you were the opposite of a machine <laughs> yeah, and you would go around and you would walk around and, and introduce yourself to everybody every day. Take me through your journey of being here and the interactions with people that you've had and, you know, the, the relationships that you've built with people here in the space.
2: Yeah, I've got pretty bad ADHD. So for me to be able to just sit at a computer all day, I, I have limitations on, I get distracted very easily. So, uh, yeah, there's, you know, it's one of the reasons I come into an office instead of working from home is because it's, you know, it's like, uh, You get into a rut when you have the same environment over and over and and have that separation of like this is where i work this is where i just watch tv and sleep and uh and so it's and also you know doing all this on my own like i don't know i don't understand accounting i don't understand branding i don't understand (laughs) project management there's certain pieces that when you're gonna have to do everything on yourself it looked like I was going around socializing, but, you know, I was really just kind of stealing little pieces of information from people, you know, like, oh, by the way, what are you doing? How do you do that? You know, and I just i have always asked a lot of questions and and then get a peek into how other people run their businesses. And that would give me ideas and kind of just let me, you know, when. When you're in a big company and you're sitting in a cubicle and your cubicles on a floor with other people doing the same thing as you you don't really expand and grow and when you go and talk to somebody who does a social media business you're like oh oh that's how social media (laughs) works okay you know like uh so yeah i just was able to pick up quite a bit of uh useful information and just meet some really cool people and also it's like uh working out in you know your room with a pair of dumbbells is a very different vibe than going to a gym where there's people with rippling muscles, lifting very heavy weights, just there's a different energy that you can kind of feed off of when you're in a place with a lot of other people working.
1: Austin, awesome. how about yourself? It's uh it's funny what I tell people now, because at least it's funny to me. <laughs> um, but, you know, whenever I left the corporate world, I was like, man, I never want to do the water cooler talk ever again. <laughs> and somehow it's come full circle where I pay to have the water cooler talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, um you know, I, I think it is really good because, yeah, you, you can surely work work for yourself at desk at home and not get out and see anybody and maybe you can make it work I think you have a lot more chances at succeeding if you interact with others Um, honestly for me it helps just to like get out of the house like if I work from home which I do sometimes now I just don't feel good if I don't get like the sunlight and so even just that drive here I mean I think it helps out a lot but I think in addition to that and I think the most valuable things is getting to meet people who have uh, experiences. And we can talk about this. I know I've reached out to Kyle and Scott and just for different things uh, regarding businesses that they might have walked through and their experience, get advice there. You know, another thing is is too, like the social events that y'all have done here. I know we did like a Cinco de Mayo thing and that was really fun. And just, you know, we have so many facets of our life and it's not just face to the screen, grind it. So... Mm -hmm. Um, I think getting out and, and sharing those with other people is an intangible benefit that you get, but it's probably the most valuable, I would say. It's funny. I haven't
3: ever thought about this before. I also started corporate and somehow made my way to uh, a little bit more Wild West and uh, your, your point about the water cooler conversations and what's the point of these? This is so, like, this is so inauthentic. And now it's like, that's what you crave, for right? not that you crave the inauthentic, you crave the real conversations, the real connections. And when I left my last, what I'd, well, my first and last, uh, like real big corporate experience, and I say it's because it was a, a culture mismatch, which is absolutely true. The other thing that happened, and this is the part I've never thought about before, was I watched this guy that I was working closely with and supporting basically hit a home run, like, out of the ballpark like holy crap no one's ever done that before how did you just do that seemingly out of thin air like he pulled an elephant out of the hat and everybody around me tried to like almost put him back into a cage because it wasn't something that they understood or knew and he just quit the next day he just quit and i I was so (laughs) perplexed by it because i was like I'm watching this culture of everybody wanting to climb a ladder and that's what you do. And you're so focused on the ladder that you lose perspective on what this ladder is connected to and what you're actually climbing. And what he told me was he felt immediately afterwards, like he was going to get complacent. And I think that's my greatest fear. And what I personally crave in those water cooler, whatever connections as well is complacency and, I'm just a simple human, like a five-year-old kindergarten. You know, I want my stars on the chart and how I incentivize myself. And I watch how people incentivize themselves and company incentivize things. And it's really like the difference between craving the authenticity to learn something new and push yourself versus – feeling like you have to connect based on some framework that isn't really authentic to anything other than incremental growth for what this, uh, this ladder stands for.
0: I got a quick story on that. Last night, I went to the Don Carlos Awards here in Tempe, and I went over to get, and of course, they had a free beverages, so I had to grab one. And I went over, and I was talking to the person behind there. Her name was Libby, and uh, she was the manager at the coffee shop that was next to my apartment in Chandler. And uh, I was like, "Lippy, how are you?" And she's like, "Who, who are you?" You know. <laughs> and so, but like, what had happened there when I was first starting my company? I, I would go sit in coffee shops for you know an hour, two hours, read. It was, you know, it was people to talk to. But to Ben's point, none of those people were going to help me with my business. <laughs> none of them were, were, going to, were going to lead me to anything. And I remember that when I moved over here to Tempe, like my story about finding the place was I was talking to uh, a gentleman, but I met at a Tempe Chamber event and he said, hey, let's meet at Mac 6. I said, give me the address. And I Googled it and it was literally across the street. And so I walked across here and then I, I went back and I, and, and I joined uh, in, in June of 2018. And it's like, I think that like when people, when I was sitting at home, I was sitting there and I started to go to the library. So I just could just be around people like, like like what you're saying, Austin, about the about craving those conversations. And then after a while, I was able to find people that, that were able to help me with my business and help me grow personally because the people in the coffee shops weren't. Take me through some of the positive interactions that you've had like here at Max 6. Austin, I know you've had one that's uh, from one of the persons that's near and dear to our hearts that sits next to me there. To, Take me through that interaction about something that you probably didn't expect when you first walked in here the first time.
1: You know, when I first moved here, we were renting a house and me and my wife were looking to uh, buy a house. And of course, you don't come to a, work, a co working space to like look for your realtor. Normally, <laughs> you find them online or buy, you know, you find them, someone, a friend refers them to you. And it just, you know, so happened that at Rosalind here, you know, she sets sits catty corner to me. And, you know, over time, you just get to know them. And, like, I wasn't guaranteed that Rosalind was going to be my realtor, but, like, you know, she was nice. She was helpful. She did good work. And, like, it's like, well, it's kind of nice. She's she's here. She can help me. And I, I feel like I can trust her. I mean, so, so yeah, I, I think that that's just kind of, like, one of the side benefits. That goes back to the multifacets of life, right? I didn't find my next, you know, customer here, but I found you know, my realtor here and that was definitely not planned. And <laughs> <laughs> how about yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm really sneaky
2: with it for myself as I, you know, I pretend to be really helpful and help people with their printer or the audio-visual equipment in the training room but, you know, when I look at a lot of the business, the clients that I have, you know, like yesterday, the vet- I was helping the um, veteran uh, employment people set up for a presentation they're doing and she brought someone in with her, and I mentioned what I do, and she's like, oh, I need help with that. <laughs> you know, where's your information? So, you know, and, uh, so and the, there's a lot of networking groups, like the alliances that meet upstairs, too, and so I've got a couple clients now just from helping them out with the technology, and, uh, yeah, I've gotten, or like I said, when I'm just around just talking to people, and, oh, what business problems are you guys having? And, like, oh, I think, you know, I just fixed that for another client. Maybe I can help you out, too, and, you know, just those conversations like I don't even have my own website I don't do any marketing of any kind I just uh, I just help people with solving small simple problems and then like and then it's like oh you solve this problem and they trust you to give you a bigger problem and it just kind of builds from there so it's been I've had a lot of really good just uh the SciTech Institute Jeremy over there I've gotten you know some really he's sends a lot of people my way because anytime somebody mentions AI or, you know, automation, he's just like, oh, here's Ben's info, you know, give him a call. So, yeah, it's just like the word just kind of gets out naturally. And I I prefer that kind of uh, growth rather than just trying to force yourself or, you know, do stereotypical sales or marketing.
3: You both said a word. It's such a key word in everything. I mean, in business, we talk about it all the time. Like the foundation of anything is trust. Yeah. And whether it's because you have had enough experience to see that this person will literally do what they say they're going to do regardless of circumstances or because a Rosalind sits three feet away from me. So if the foundation is cracking and it wasn't known, I know whose door to knock on (laughs) Um, This ability to, I I say it all the time when I'm giving tours, that's my branding company. That's my IT company. That's my (laughs) tech guy. That's my, and it's just, it's interesting that uh, whether through forced or just natural or whatever, that it, like that is the biggest outcome of being around you guys and this type of space is like, oh, these are my friends, these are my people, this is my tribe, and I know who I can talk to about someone that can get you know this type of work done. Mm-hmm. To Ben's point, I don't know anything about lots of stuff, but I love. <laughs> learning from people and just be knowing the people that love that part of life and being able to connect with that. That's, I mean, that's the coolest part of being here every day.
2: You know to say I, uh, just a, something funny. I was talking to my, my son about the word tribe and we tried to picture this uh, scenario of these uh, tribal like white people with like grass cubicles that they've constructed and congregating around a little puddle, you know, their version of the water cooler and just this fictitious world where, you know, we evolved and it, 'cause because it, it is such an unnatural thing, you know. And so it's it's kind of I like we always like think like the word tribe to me it always has I, I, I always think of that type of a scenario. <laughs>
0: Ben, I got a question for you. Um, you know, here at MAC6, we have entrepreneurs you are here by yourself. Others have a couple of employees. Others have a lot, uh, a lot of employees. And you've been on every side of that, mm-hmm. like being a, an employee at a Resound, you know, when you're here by yourself, when you're working for the oil company, and now you're working by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, take us through, like, the feeling of being in a community when you are on part of a team and then you know by yourself and then yeah. and then running your own business. Yeah, so
2: there's definitely a difference if you're especially in a co-working space where you're just on these large desks if your coworkers are sitting right beside you, they can just glance over at you and ask you a question. And that that can be good and that can be bad and it's you know there's there's always a balance on on the, you know it's usually somewhere in the middle that's actually the best cuz it's tempting just to like talk all day, you know? <laughs> And so yeah, it's definitely different you know when your boss is able to just see what you're doing at all times, and some people don't really like that, and they want to have more independence and but then again, it's just like I have a question i'm stuck on something, and I can just ask someone have it answered right away you know there's there's times when you really need a lot of momentum and when you have to send an email and wait for a response, you lose that momentum. And so there's there's definitely, especially at Resound, we would start off by doing some type of improv kind of thing just to get all of our energy up. And so that's something that when you just roll out of bed and log into your computer, like Austin was saying, you're not getting that sunlight or the you know the other person's energy around it. And so we I love improv, but I do not love 8am improv (laughs) that's not there's usually no improv uh, performances that happen early in the morning and that's for a good good reason so we all hated it but we also Kind of needed it it's just kind of a we play some stupid game just to wake everyone up and get us all you know it does kind of put you in sync a little bit even though you're kind of a, you know that's why i think in some places that what is that tai chi you know they start off the morning and that just kind of get everyone synchronized together i'm sure there's some value in that kind of thing and then when i went it was a little funny because i literally just moved one row of desks you know, I was just like, all right, I'm c i am I quit. <laughs> and just it's just like breaking up with a girl that you you know, and then you buy an apartment next door to her, you know. <laughs> and so it was nice because I was still friends with them all. So I could just, you know, still hang out in the, you know, have a coffee in the kitchen and have a friendly chat with them. And then then you don't have to really like I can come in at ten o'clock. They you know, they can't say anything. And my company was based in Texas and so it it was nice. It was definitely a little bit different because, you know, that company culture was very different. They communicate everything through text messages. So I'm just on my phone sending text messages all day, doing my work at my computer. And, but I definitely was more productive being in an office than I would have at home. And yeah, now it's, now I have a private office here so I can stay focused. I don't get distracted. as easy. And then when I want to go out and walk around and, you know, and say hi to a few people, I can kind of choose that balance on where I want to, where I want to be. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, having a shared desk versus having a private office versus having your coworkers sitting all with you. Also, you're very different and have their benefits and their, you know, their struggles as well.
0: Take us through the difference between having the executive suite you have now and and out on the co-working desk, like what are some of the positives and negatives? And if you were yeah. recommending that to somebody, what would you recommend? Uh, yeah, definitely for
2: someone like me who's easily distracted, the ability to close a door and put on some noise-canceling headphones and just dive into my work. My business is actually at a place where it's growing pretty rapidly now, and I don't have time to walk around and and socialize with anyone and so i it's become more critical for me to be able to have that environment when i need it and for things like a lot of times i'll record instead of just trying to type out instructions for my, one of my clients i'll just record a quick screen recording and share my screen and just explain everything i'm doing and that way instead of me having a zoom call I can just record it on my own time they watch it on their own time so and then if they forget they can go back and watch it again so yeah in in a shared space having to record audio you know potentially with people walking behind you or not coming to try to say hi to you while you're in the middle of recording something can be a little bit disruptive and and so there's definitely some advantages But at the same time, too, it's if I'm in my own office, you know, you guys don't know. Maybe I'm playing a video game and you know, (laughs) watching Netflix in there, and you know, also like being out here. And there's been a few times where I was watching some, you know, just some stupid video on on YouTube or something, and then you know, Al or somebody would walk behind me, like, "Oh, it looks like you're being real productive today," (laughs) and you know, you kind of sometimes need uh, a little bit of friendly like ribbing to be like, "Oh, are you (laughs) like shouldn't." uh, are you caught up on all your projects? Come on. <laughs> you know. So it's, it is kind of nice just to for people to call you out on stuff like that sometimes just to keep, you know, because we're all here to work, you know, and what's the point of paying for an office if you're going to just come in and do the same stuff you would just be doing at home. So,
0: Now, Austin, um, as I said earlier, you are the model of focus when you're here. <laughs> yes. And so a lot of people, they go back, they say that one is they feel that they can't work here because – someone might hear them talking on the phone or other people talking on the phone might block them out. Take us through, like, your tools and techniques of being to effectively use the space because I think that, like, you you come in, it's just, like, you're focused. You kind of chat with somebody, but I wish everybody would kind of see you to see that it is possible. So take us through that. (laughs) I like to
2: just comment that I just get this vibe of when I walk behind him that, like, he's in the zone. Like, and it's not like, hey, don't talk to me. Every time I try to, like, say hi to him, he's put his headphones down smile hey how's it going I'll have a conversation but there's just something about I'm like he's focused I don't want to break that it's just this holy like you know this energy of just like bow down and say stay <laughs> like let him do his thing like, I got I really respect that <laughs> uh, a
1: bunch of people call call out that uh, focus I it's it's both in work and other other phases of my life I don't know it must be somehow how my brain works, I don't know. But sometimes it can be a little bit like, uh, to my detriment too, that you get so focused. Because I think people like to to see that you're not just like a robot. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, so I do a lot of programming. I do get pretty focused. I think one of the abilities that I've really had that has allowed me to be successful is being able to zoom in and zoom out a lot. And so like the focus that you're talking about all the way to coming out of it and saying hi. I think it might scare a couple of people off because it's like, oh, dude. you know, he's so focused. <laughs> Look at the psychopath over there, like. <laughs> but I think if you really want to get, I, I personally like the the open desk space. I haven't tried the office, but I have no desire to try the office. Just um, the desks are like top notch here, and, and the chairs too. I think that's why I haven't wanted to move to the to the office spaces. But I think on top of that, like we all have a bunch of tools in our control. We have headphones, noise-canceling headphones. I mean, you can get that for 100 bucks these days if you really need to focus. I think if you have headphones on, too, most people are not going to bug you. Um, they know you're busy. I think everybody respects that, too. And then on top of that, I do like the fact that I can take a conference call or just a quick call without having to go into a booth or anything like that. But it's like a mutual respect amongst everybody that you're not just on calls all day. Um, but it's also open enough where you can have that, that Zoom call if, if it does come about. And I guess I I really do like being able to hear other people on their conference call, not that I'm listening to them, but just hearing that like I'm like working amongst others uh, makes you feel like you're not, I mean, you're just not at home working, you know, in your your own office and it's not quiet. And I like that kind of gives you like that background noise. Can you
3: each tell like, your selfish plug for both of you guys like a little bit about what you do for your companies for your work what do you what do you do for work? and sub sort of part of that is both I know both of you are in tech, which could be so ethereal at times for people. Of what does that mean? it's just this ever growing like whoa, look at all this cool stuff we can do. Do you ever step back and think about? The impact you guys are having, or the things you're learning, and how you bring this sort of connectedness thing, like the important things we're talking about here, through your work to other people, as opposed to the novelty of just a sale of another tech thing that's out there. Curious about both those.
1: I think one of one of the things that have been cool is like I so I I do PagerTree, which is um, it's like an on-call software. Um, think about like how nurses go on call and they'll get paged in the middle of the night. Well, IT people do that. I cater to the IT business. Engineers do that as well. And so that's what my software kind of caters to. I don't get customers in here, but one of the things that has been great, and I, we haven't talked about it yet, but I think, you know, we talked about getting a lot from the space, but I think the other piece is like giving a lot into the space. And you don't necessarily think about what you're giving. But for example, like Ben, who wasn't able to make it on uh, the show, I know we've talked about just just like tech stuff in general. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm giving him advice or he's giving me advice or I'm offering a tool. And it's this, just this dialogue that happens naturally. And I think that that is really useful. Or like, Ben, like Ben's all about AI. Um, I am actually like pessimistic about AI, but Ben knows like the ins and outs. And it's really cool to see how his mind works and how he applies it because it's like, I wasn't thinking of that. And it's just the conversations that you're not going to have by yourself or even if you're on Reddit and all that other stuff. I mean, these are in-person things and you're sharing knowledge uh, and I guess giving and getting in some respect. I don't know if that went on the topic of like what you were asking, but. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like I like what you said. It's like uh, it's like people in the gym. They're like, "Oh, what protein powder are you using?" And like, <laughs> "Oh, nice." Oh, what? You know, it's just like uh, tools of the trade. And yeah, I I pick Austin's brain all the time because he's in a similar space and definitely solving problems that I want to get better at solving too. And so yeah, and especially that you know he came at it more from a product route where I'm more at the services. Like, and my business is mostly. Uh, you know, instead of solving one problem, it's I kind of zoomed back a little bit and I figured, you know, there's all these different software tools and now there's we're at a place where there's just too many software tools. And so the challenge most people have is how do you get the data from one into another and not just one into another, but across all 40 of your <laughs> apps and how do you get them to, to talk together? So that's mainly the, the problem I solve is, is just... Uh, dealing with all of the data and all the different places it comes from and needs to go to, and and then AI kind of connects dots that were a little bit more difficult to connect before, and now they're just a little bit easier to connect. And so, yeah, it's that's the short version of, of what I what I do in my business is I don't yeah I don't really sell any products or anything. I just kind of consider myself like the automation department for another business and go in and help them. Uh, create those solutions
0: one of of our three uh our three virtues is community and we have the community events take me through which ones you enjoy the feeling that you get like like being part of the community like like you talked about the Cinco de Mayo party and you know for I'll never forgive the pandemic for main thing was was kind of hurting our kickball team so um (laughs) so like take me through uh through those things and Austin, awesome. you can start about Let's Think of the Mile and like that great time we had being partners uh, in the, uh, what's that called? Bean bag or? Bags. Uh, yeah, cornhole. Bag. Yeah, yeah. Cornhole, yeah. So go ahead. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: I was such a, such a sandbag on that team. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think that's the one that sticks out. I don't know if I've been to other ones. I know there have been other ones, um, but that's the one that sticks out. I mean, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, you're out outside, um, you know, you're playing party games, um, the food was really good, too, and uh, I think it's just a time to meet pe- also people, like, in the different buildings um, that you probably don't interact with, too. Like, there's some, I forget if they're in this building or, like, the upstairs, they, they also do tech. They do, like, some chips for... Oh, yeah. Mask on. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that's kind of cool, because they're in tech, but they're, like, on the hardware side, and, you know, you don't really, like, get to interact with that too much, and so it's cool just to meet pe- different people and then do it over some, some cornhole or whatever, and then... I saw, like, a, a recent award that you're going to do that looks pretty cool. I won't spoil it, but it looks well, pretty
0: sweet. <laughs> the belt has been purchased. Okay. <laughs> so uh, It's been coming a long time. It's been coming a long time. I, I've had the idea, and I, I finally— uh, And a great story about the belt is um, one of my uh, guilty pleasures in life is I'm a professional wrestling fan, and, and like, to be the champ, you got to have the title belt. And so one of the things I wanted to do was have these community events where the— where the companies compete against each other and you kind of win a prize, but then you also get a picture taken with the championship belt. So that's going to be, um, that's going to be fun. And like back to the community is, is that we have our community genius, Sam Pagel, who I was over there. And I was like, I cannot do this. I sat down and tried to do it a couple of times. And I said, Sam, I need your help. And he sat down and boom, it was done quickly. And it was, it looked like 10,000 times better than i <laughs> what I could have done with myself. And, um, uh, you know bent from us from a socializing aspect you know like the the social life if, if we had with the kickball team take us take the listeners through like that that thing but also the relationships that you build on the team there yeah
2: yeah it's been a while now but we we, the, we joined a tempe uh, kickball league and we did pretty averagely which is a lot <laughs> better than i thought we would do and we held our own <laughs> Yeah, it was it was fun. You know, the the mayor of Tempe was on one of the teams, and we got a trash talk with them. And it was, you know, when people when I say I'm on a kickball league, people would look at me weird, and I would be like, okay, it's more like a drinking league that <laughs> where there's some kickball involved. <laughs> but no, it wasn't really about you know playing the sport. It was more just you know. When you're on a big when you're working for a big company, you know, that's one of the nice things is there is this company culture. You you know, a lot of people spend more time with the people they work with than they do with their own families. And so, uh, for people who are running their own business or a small business of two or three, you don't really have that that other community that, that people working on a big company have. And so it was kind of a nice um it was kind of like we all joined forces all work for different companies, but we all worked together on, you know, just something fun that we don't have to do, and we'd go out for appetizers and stuff after the game and and just talk about how awesome we did at the game and how much fun we had, and we just wore silly hats and just, yeah, it was, and then when the kick- kickball ended, we'd, we would still kind of get together from time to time. Uh, do some random event so it kind of fizzled out <laughs> after a yeah, while But pandemic
0: pandemic has
3: nothing to do with that too
2: yeah yeah but it was definitely a lot of fun
3: i talked to people i used to be perplexed by this thing where people some people on earth are opposed to com- competition because it seems like this proof of i'm better than you or you're better than me or that guy's better than that guy or whatever and uh it's interesting like dynamic is a seen both corporate and otherwise where you're literally in competition with other people for the same set of resources in some circumstances if you're working for a company and you're trying to climb a ladder faster than the person next to you versus theoretically we're all in competition with each other as we enter into this space every single day. But. Not against each other, but against ourselves and with ourselves. Where if Al comes up and says, Ben, why are you watching that YouTube video? You should be doing the, or, you know, like just ribbing him. Or, or, uh, I walk by and see Austin's in the zone. Or, or, uh, Al teaches me something about, uh, management that just blows my mind or whatever. And it's really like pure competition is not to, it is to define a winner and a loser in a circumstance that's time like on at this time only so that both can become better. And I think that's the dynamic I watch around here all the time. And like with, with everyone here is that, yeah, we're all in competition with just this time we have together on earth and what we can get done and what we can do for each other. But it's not, I'm not against Austin. Austin's not (laughs) against me. Austin's not against Ben. We're all, we're all sort of on the same team, whether it's literally a kickball team or against the mayor and giving, giving him a hard time about, uh, hey, fix the potholes. How do you like that, home run? <laughs> you know? right. uh, but it's, it's something that's pretty special. I see all the time here is that it's taken in a way that's like to build each other. I want to beat other people. I love getting beat. I do, because that's the, that's the best way you can Well, your learn. fantasy football record shows that. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I am uh, putting on a clinic at learning in fantasy football this year. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh,
0: actually, one last question f- for you guys before we start wrapping up is, I, I was writing down home hybrid he- here. Like you have those th- different things that you're here. You can be at home. We have this hybrid working world. Take us through, like, that flow of, like, hey, so I might work from home. That's, that's one of the things I'm a little bit sad with since I started here at Mac 6 in June was that, you know, it's that flexibility of saying, I'm going to roll in at noon today. I'm going to eat lunch at home, then I'm going to come in. Or like what you said, I- I'm going to show up at 10 o'clock and not have to worry about it. How do you kind of balance that stuff between, like, going into the office? And, mm-hmm. and does that really kind of help, like, kind of having that flexibility?
1: I know this is going to sound a little bit silly, but it goes back to kind of our first point. The way I would come in was actually with my wife, we'd carpool. And so she works right across the street in another business park and getting that sunshine, I think getting those 15 minutes carpooling together is good. And so I really enjoyed that. But, you know, I normally will come in based on that schedule. If when I do come in, Um, a lot of times I want to make sure I have a full day's worth of work so I can, you know, as entrepreneurs, I mean, we don't always have a full day's worth of work. Uh, but when we do, we get we get down and crack into business. at least I do, um, and I like to kind of batch my work a little bit in that aspect. I don't want to do two hours of work and then just sit around for a while, like got house projects and other stuff I can do. so that's kind of my my decision. um sometimes it's purely from a social perspective though, like sometimes I don't have too much work. I can make up a little bit of work to do, um, but it's just like come in, and, you know, go have lunch uh, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. There's other things to do besides just uh, Uh, yeah. Okay. How about you, Ben? Yeah, I think,
2: you know, balance is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And, you know, I think one version of it is where you just kind of try to stay in the middle. And I don't think that's as healthy because then, you know, you're not getting in the the sunshine, you know, the metaphorical or otherwise. And as you guys know, I, I spend quite a bit of my time just traveling overseas and... You know, so I think one version of it is you're just working from your home all day every day. And then you're just looking at the same walls and you're not really experiencing new things and 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 then there's coming into a place like this and then you're around other people doing similar things to you and and then I'll go and spend a few months in Thailand and I'm on the beach and working from rooftop pools and, you know, <laughs> and these big, beautiful places. And one thing I notice, especially when I'm in Thailand, you know, I don't think of it as a vacation because I'm still working every day. But when I'm here at max six and I'm, you know, I've got a project and I have a deadline and, you know, I look at my hours and, you know, I, I get stuff done. When I'm at home, I feel like the progress goes a little slower because there's not, okay, I'm leaving at six, you know. <laughs> and, and then in, when I'm in some beautiful remote destination. I'm like, okay, there's a beach out, right outside. <laughs> I, have, I have to get this project done or else I can't go out there and enjoy it. And so uh, all three of them I'm able to get work done, but you know, the I'm able to do it at a much faster pace when I'm near something really beautiful. <laughs> and so it's, it's like I'm, I, I'm like, okay, I, and I through my work a lot faster. And so... If I were to stay there all the time, eventually that would become my new walls, like in my you know, apartment, and and so for me, it's it's just kind of a reaching a rhythm of where I'm just kind of constantly, not like I'm all in, trying to run away from anything or trying to trying to the whole grass is greener on the other side kind of thing. But it's for me, it's more just about reaching a rhythm of different experiences at a you know kind of a regular pace.
3: So I'm interested in both of you. Pretend for a second. I mean, we've been talking about Max 6, where you work, the type of work is a part of what we're talking about here. But pretend for a second I'm a CEO of a company that's about 25 people. And I come to you guys, just water cooler conversation over a coffee, over a beer, whatever, and say, this whole pandemic has just been crazy and everybody wants to work from home and I feel like I'm losing control of my company and I just don't know what to do. I need to figure out how to get back to where we were, to get back to where I understand how we can grow this company and our people. What do you, do you guys have any suggestions for what I think about for my company, my workforce? Like, how do you, what, w- what would you guys say to me?
1: You want to take that first, pen.
3: So how do you get... Is he wanting to get back to something that existed before or fix something that's broken? I feel like I have to, because that's what I know. And so I have to get, I have to get everyone back in the office, right? Because I, I know that before I know that that's something I can control. I know that's something that I at least have quantitative evidence from years past of what that experience was like. Is that where I should go? Or, I mean, both of you guys seem like you're having different types of experiences and, and seeing success. what, what kind of guidance would you give somebody that's just asking questions because they are they have no idea about this new world? It's all confusing.
2: Yeah, I think it it's not really a question of working from home or not working from home. It's a it's a question of um, enriching the interactions that you're having, and so uh, that can be done both. But you know, everyone's different. Some people commute would be an hour each way and that would be that's taking two hours away from their productivity every day and then it's the thought of that lost two hours that can be even more stressful and so if working from home is the option uh how do you you know and how do you actually make sure that you're having engaging and and, in valuable interactions remotely and then and then, so I, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all answer for all of that, but it's it's really just a two-way conversation with the leadership and the employees and just saying, okay, uh, instead of just having a meeting for a meeting's sake, let's make sure we're actually having meetings that are moving things forward. And uh, if we are going to meet in person, like I was saying like at Resound when when they did that little warm up you know uh improv thing in the morning to get everyone synchronized i as much as we kind of rolled our eyes, you know that it did help as much as I hate to admit so uh is there something that maybe it's a online equivalent of something like that you know i I think those those are the things that i've at the different places and teams I've worked with that
1: seem to have improved that it's hard to have a blanket answer for something like this i think if i were talking to someone just generically about it i'd I'd probably say you know if walls are built to keep people out they definitely shouldn't be built to keep people in i'd ask other questions like you know how can you incentivize people to to come in is it what are they liking are they enjoying working together are they not enjoying working together Um, how can we change that Do they like where they work? Maybe it's their desk. Maybe it's their commute or something like that. Is there some sort of hybrid thing to balance there? I think it would probably be unique to each company. But say probably a blanket statement is that, you know, the more you add handcuffs to people, probably the less and less they're going to want to come in. So it's taking a step back and figuring out what is it that your employees want and then how do you cater to those things, I think would probably be a smart idea. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much for the conversation. We're getting close to an hour here. So uh, what I'd like to do is to kind of wrap this up is Austin and Ben is, uh, is uh, tell us your, your company website, your, your email address and how people would want to get a hold of you. Yeah.
2: My email is ben at Arizona dot com. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Ben Johnson. That's pretty much, or just find me wandering around aimlessly in the hallways yes. here.
1: Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my company is called Pager Tree. Uh, you can find it at pagertree dot com. You can get a hold of me if you sign up for a free trial, or you'll get an automated email from me.
3: I don't know if it says it in our outro or not, but com is how you get a hold of max six and you can come and find Al or I or any on, anyone on our team to give you a tour, or you might find Ben wandering the hallway, so maybe he can give you his own tour. But uh no, thank you guys both. Yeah, I appreciate your time yeah, thank today you and, and your insights and
0: stuff like that. And uh Thanks, everybody, that made it through the hour here, The Future of Work, um, where we talk about topics that are about the future of the workforce, what you're doing, and where you're doing it. Thank you. You've been listening to The Future of Work with Kyle McIntosh and Al Loveland. The business world is changing around us. Why not thrive in an environment of flexibility, growth, and community?